Heavenly Father, for the gift and for the blessing of this day, I, I give you great thanks and praise. And and we do. I give you thanks and praise for the rain. Uh, we have been reminded of how uh, not to take for granted how desperately uh, we need your provision day by day uh, to renew not only our lives, but to renew the entirety of your creation. And so we thank you for rain. And Lord, I do pray that this morning as we're gathered in your name, that not my word, but your living word would go forth and that it, it would indeed be nourishing and renewing and life-giving. I pray now in the name of Jesus, your son. Amen. Amen. Well, today we've been walking through Genesis um, Noah, uh, we spent some time with Noah, we spent some time with Abraham. Uh, today we're going to spend time with that scoundrel Jacob. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's, uh, and, and I'll kind of, you know, it's, it's, it covers multiple, uh, chapters, uh, beginning in chapter, uh, 27, uh, and then we go, um, all the way through, um, chapter 35, uh, the encounter uh, that, that Jacob will have uh, with God. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to read. We'll mainly be talking about it more and invite you all to go back and, and reread and reflect on some of what it has to say. But um, Jacob is a man, I think, that we can... He's, he's a biblical figure uh, that in some ways we can readily relate to uh, because, because Jacob is... Um, yeah. Uh, Jacob is a guy, um, well, one of the things I would say about Jacob is one of the things that we'll see, and I think this is something that you and I can, can all relate to, Jacob is someone who's wounded, um, and, and not, you know, not in our sort of, you know, current, well, I guess in some ways kind of in our current way, uh, I did this because I'm wounded. Um, the reason I did that was because of, you know, this particular ache, this particular hurt, but, but we very definitely see a continuation of the amazing character of God uh, working uh, not just in spite of, but but uh, very often through um, the, the faultiness and the uh, sinfulness of his servants, um, the way that he works, the way that he works through all of this and working through, you know, in some ways, too, uh, this is per not, perhaps not the intended thing, but you know, when you think your family's bad, just read Genesis uh, and say, you know, we, we could be worse. Um, it could be it could be worse than than it is. But I'll, I'll begin this morning as we reflect uh, on uh, on Jacob. I'll, I'll share a story with you. And I've shared before from the pulpit. Um, my uh, I'm sure you all probably realize uh, my Citadel Bulldogs lost in the college football playoffs yesterday. It was a sad loss to Wofford. Um you know the other powerhouse um, from South Carolina, uh, but we had actually had a first round bye. It was it was exciting, but we we lost to Wofford yesterday, and so we're out of the we're out of the playoffs. But I can remember maybe think about times at the Citadel, and one of the things that I remember it's interesting. Perhaps y'all have heard there's a sermon or a class you've heard at times, and for whatever reason it just it struck you. Uh, and, has, and has stayed with you over the years, what it had to say, and, and perhaps it felt particularly pertinent to you uh, and to your situation. And it's funny because I can remember when I was graduating from the Citadel, one of the, uh, my son Jack is a senior down at Auburn, and uh, 
he's he's sad. Um, you know, you go to a normal school and you're sad when you're graduating, and he's sad. It's been a great four years. When you're graduating from the Citadel, you're excited. Um, you're just like, you know what? I'm so ready um, to get out of here. You know, a lot of like, let's say Jackie's kind of sad. It's like this is going to be tough to leave. Um, but for us, we were ready to get out of there. And one of the things we had was baccalaureate, and uh, it was uh, they formed us up in in our barracks on the quadrangle. The seniors, we marched over across the parade deck into Summerall Chapel for the baccalaureate. And it was kind of funny because when you show up at the Citadel, your your uniforms uh, they're they're tailored. They're not you know off the rack. They take your measurements and so forth. You know you can't just go over to Belk and pick up the Citadel uniforms. Uh, they're a little more specific. But it's funny, some of the guys over the four years, um, they had changed physically. Um, and so their buttons were bursting and they were having a hard time getting the next clothes. But, you know, there they were trying to march over uh, in their uniforms and make it. But we had a, a preacher that day and he was actually the Bishop of Montana. And as you might imagine, as we marched over to Baccalaureate, we, we weren't we weren't anticipating being engaged um, by the address that day. We just, you know, we had to go. Um, Got to go. One more check on our list, and we're going to be out of here. We're going to be free men. But I remember he, he stood up there. He got up, and he stood in the pulpit there, and he looked out at us, and he said, Money, sex, and power. Um, and it was kind of one of those funny things. We thought, well, we'll give you a chance. Um, so we'll, we'll listen. Maybe you have something of interest to say to us today. And it's funny because I still remember... Uh, to this day, um, the the message that he shared was this. He said, basically, uh, hu- human nature is such um, that we chase often these three things, or whatever it might be, but but we're all chasing something. Uh, and we're chasing something with the belief that I, if I can just get a little bit more of this, then I'll be content. If I can just get a little bit more of this, I'll, I'll be happy, or I'll have worth, um, or I'll have meaning. talked about we're all in some ways uh, chasing something, uh, trying to have that feeling of worth, trying to find that meaning of happiness, trying to just to find meaning. And and I share that story with you because the story of Jacob and, and Esau is is this. Jacob, um, we, we see from the very beginning, Jacob has a really a, a huge void in his life that, that he's trying to fill. Uh, and uh, so if you remember, Isaac married... Uh, Rebecca, uh, and one of the things that we see repeatedly, not only in this story today, but throughout the book of Genesis, and not just Genesis, but throughout the Scripture, um, being sometimes when you're called by God, uh, if you if you really look at the at the stories of the people who are called by God, if you're called by God, you're you're you know you you might sort of accurately say, oh no, um, because walking um, with God. Uh, can be particularly challenging. And here, this great promise is given, um, just as it was given to Abraham, that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the heavens, would be as numerous as the sands of the earth. So likewise, Isaac and Rebekah um, are, are promised that, that their descendants uh, would be thousands upon thousands, more than they could begin to number um, or account for. And in that day and in that time, that was a big deal. I mean, you know, still today it's a big deal wanting to have uh, children, wanting to have a family. But particularly in that time, that that was the way that your that you went on. That was the way that your name went on. That was the way that you continued to exist. And 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 really, particularly too for women, um, not only to have children but to have boys, um, to have heirs um, was 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 essential. I mean, that was really how you measured. That was how you measured your worth. Um, was was the ability to have 
heirs. And I'm not saying that I'm uh, a proponent for it, but I'm just saying that's that's what it wants. Um, that that's the way that it that's the way that it worked. Um, uh, was that desire to have heirs? Well, Isaac and Rebecca, um, she's barren for 20 years, uh, and we hear that for 20 years. Um, Isaac uh, intercedes with with God. Um, so here's and surely Isaac must have thought seriously, um, what what's taking you so long, God? What you know what what in the world? You promised you you promised us, and and I know that you come through on your promises. I, I know uh, basically um, Isaac would say, God, I know you're legit, um, and and you've revealed that to me, and I know that you come through your promises. I I believe you, but. Um, like the prophet Habakkuk later, how long, O oh Lord? Twenty years, twenty years um, that Rebecca was barren, that that he prayed, and then um, she conceives, and and we're told that that she conceives, uh, and they're twins. Uh, and if you go um, to the Hebrew, it's actually uh, it's incomplete sentences, uh, it's disjointed sentences, and what what that tells us is that she is um, extremely emotional, and basically she's saying, Oh no. Um, oh no, um, why me? Um, twins that she's having a difficult, uh, a painful pregnancy. Um, the narrative tells us basically um, the brothers are, are fighting in the womb. Um, so Jacob and Esau, from the very beginning, um, they are battling in the womb. And if you remember, Esau is born first. Uh, and at that time and in that place, um, primogenitor was was the rule of the day, right? The the firstborn, uh, the firstborn was the one that got the inheritance, got all the inheritance. And in some ways, in, you know, in our modern thinking, or maybe in my modern thinking, I always think, well, that, you know, that just, that just doesn't really seem fair. Um, I mean, because I'm the middle child. Um, so, um, so, you know, I mean, if I were the firstborn, I might say, well, of course, uh, that's, that's, that's right. Um, but it just seems, well, wait a minute, that's, and, and actually, let me clarify, it's, it's not the firstborn, it's the first male. Um, it's the first male primogenitor uh, born that that receives all the inheritance and say it just sounds you know ours is like you know you have three kids well it's divided three ways or if you have two or whatever it's you know it's quote it's it's equal uh, it's equal but a, a couple of distinctions that that are important to note one is that um, in that in that society they didn't think in the same individualistic way that, that we do within our society I mean, we were a very um, individualistic society and, and they were concerned for the well-being of the family and the honor of the family rather than of, of the individual. Um, but, but also there's actually a certain pragmatism, at least in this culture with primogeniture. And uh, being the firstborn wasn't all, um, all roses in that if, if you were the one that received the inheritance, it was your responsibility to care for your siblings. Um, and so often the, the inheritance would be in land. Uh, the inheritance would be in in flocks and things like that, and quite frankly, it would weaken you. It would lessen you to divide that up three ways, two ways, seven ways, whatever it might be. It would actually diminish your family uh, and d- would diminish your influence. So there's, that, there's actually a certain amount of pragmatism to that as as well. Primogenitor. One of the things we see is is the scandalous way. Uh, you might say, which God works if, if you look at it from a worldly standpoint. And in the story of Jacob, we're going to encounter the scandalous grace of God. Because even, you know, one of the funny things, even as you're reading through Genesis, you can tell the narrator doesn't like him either. Um, the, the narrator, kind of like you and me, much prefers Esau. 
basically the narrator saying, look, this is what happened. Uh, and so I got to write it down, but I'm not happy about this story. Um, I'm not happy about the way that this worked out. And, and God, if it were me, um, I would have done it differently. If you read it, you see that the narrator kind of joins us because so Esau comes out. Esau's name uh, means Harry. Uh, and Esau, basically Esau was the quarterback. Um, he was he was the man's man. We're told that as they grew up and here's what's so sad and so broken. Um, Isaac loved Esau. Uh, Esau was his clear favorite. I mean, there was just no doubt about it. Uh, Isaac from the beginning favored um, Esau and he loved Esau. Again, Esau was a hunter. We're told that he was a fantastic hunter and, and Isaac loved his game. Um, Isaac loved the, the, the game that Esau would come and bring. I mean, you know, he was, he was the guy he'd go to the hunting camp with. Um, or he was the guy who'd go and watch him at the football game. And we're told that Jacob, uh, was, would hang around the tents. Um, so I don't know, you know, take, take your pick. I mean, you know, he was on the debate team, um, or, or the robot club or, or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, he was not, you know, uh, Esau was butch, uh, and Jacob was not. Uh, Esau was impetuous, uh, and he was impulsive, um, and, uh, Jacob was was more reserved, was more um, calculating, and so uh, and Jacob's name mean, means heals, uh, but but it also that that word uh, these these names have significance. Basically, what it means is is snatcher, um, grasper. We're told that when they not only did they fight in the womb, but when they come out, Jacob is grasping the heel of his of his brother um, Esau. It's almost as if you know he's trying to you know. When you're a kid and you're in the pool, you know, and you're having a race and you grab, you, know, you grab their foot and pull them back so you can get ahead. It's almost like from the womb, Jacob is trying to get ahead. And, and again, this is, you know, this is, um, the, the, the Bible is great on God's grace. The Bible's not always so great on parenting because, um, uh, Isaac clearly favors Esau, uh, and Rebecca, um, clearly favors Jacob. And, and we see from the very beginning, this is a big wound. In Jacob's life, I mean, this this is um, I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a big deal, and and I you know I don't all of us for goodness sakes, um, all of us want to have the people that are close to us. We we want to feel like they value us uh, and that we have worth and merit and 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 meaning in their eyes. I mean, we 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 want that. We we need that. We want their approval. We want their blessing. We want them um, to value us. And we see that despite the oracle which had been given. Isaac tries to ignore it, and, and he realizes his time is coming to an end, and he's going to bless uh, his son Esau, and he's going to give him give him the blessing. Basically, not only um, the the inheritance, but but the blessing uh, to be the people through which God brings redemption and salvation to the world. Uh, and this is something. I mean, talk about an inheritance. I mean, forget forget land and sheep and camels and, and all of that. Uh, to be the one, to be the line by which the, the salvation of God comes into the world. And this is the blessing um, that he's going to give, uh, that he's going to give to Esau despite um, the oracle. And, and we see, if you remember in the story, what happens is um, Rebecca comes up with this plan. Uh, and the, the plan of Rebecca is, is this. We're gonna, we're gonna put you in Esau's clothes so you, and, uh, so you smell like Esau. And literally, literally, we're gonna put, um, we're gonna put, uh, we're gonna put furs, um, on your hands so you feel, um, so you feel like, um, Esau as well. We, we're, we're told that, um, Isaac is blind, uh, at this point. He's, he's 
he's approaching death. Uh, his his senses have diminished. He's he's blind at this point, and so Jacob goes in, uh, and he and he's sort of reluctant. Um, I mean, he's not completely reluctant, but this is a lot of the instigation of his mother. Again, this is this is some great parenting um, going 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 on here. Here's how we're going to deceive um, your father. He's not going to know um, because why? Well, I want you. Um, I want you to have the blessing um, rather than Esau to have the blessing. And so we were told, of course, that he that he sneaks in, uh, and that uh, his uh, Isaac asks him, "Now, is this is this Esau? Oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, this is this is this is your son, Esau." And I'm sh- surely his voice um, his voice gave him away. Uh, but oh, ab- absolutely. He said, "Come here," and Isaac said, "Come here, so I can kiss you." Uh, just to, sort of, and he smelled him and said, "Ah, you know, that's that's the smell I know. That's the smell I love. That's the smell of the fields. That's the smell of um, vibrancy. That's that's." That's my son, and he and he blesses him, and he slips out. And of course, Esau comes and finds out, and he is not only crushed, but he's uh, furious. Uh, and um, what we see happening here is this: is that Rebecca um, sends uh, Joseph away to flee, um, to to run away um, because Esau would would likely kill him. Um, he was so um, he was so distraught uh, about this. So. <laughs> Uh, again, you know, one of the great things, um, let me ask you this. I mean, uh, you know, how, how heroic is Jacob? You know, you, you, you know, we, we, we tend to like, we tend to like heroes. Uh, we, we tend to like heroes and we tend to like to put our faith in these, you know, uh, marvelous people. Well, Jacob, um, talk about an anti-hero. Um, uh, and, and, and yet somehow crazily, ridiculously, um, God's, purpose is going forth um, through him and we're told that Esau comes in uh, and you know here's what happened uh, and you know interestingly when when Isaac finds out what happened um, he 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 says I can't take it back it's kind of that that's kind of an interesting thing don't you think because you think well, wait a minute you you tricked me um, so I'm going to bring you back in and say, you know what? I, I take it all back. Um, it, you know, it, 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 it doesn't count. But, but even Isaac seems, uh, perhaps it's the, his realization says, you know what? I can't take it back. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't take it back. He will be, um, he will be blessed. Um, and he will be the line through which God carries his purpose of, of salvation. Um, that which I've spoken, um, I cannot take back. Those words that have gone forth have a power to them. And this is kind of a maybe a little aside, um, but but I would say to you and to me as well something kind of on a very pragmatic thing um, to to be thoughtful about our words because our words really do have a power when they go forth. Not you know they don't have obviously the same binding power of God's word, but you think about it—the little things we say to one another, whether it be to children or to spouses or to friends or to family members or to whomever and y'all remember back in the day sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me you know and i don't know about y'all but even as a kid i thought you know what that's not true (laughs) i'm like that's really lame there's there's absolutely you know sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me i thought yeah even as a kid i can remember thinking nice try uh mom and dad but yeah that's not really working out because words do have a power um to bless uh, and, and words have a power to harm. Uh, and, and Jacob, 
A couple of things we see as we move on here. One, of course, we see um, this, this, this deep longing and this deep woundedness, uh, his desire for blessing uh, and his desire for relationship and his desire for approval. Uh, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he tries to steal that. Um, he, he so deeply, um, desperately longs for it. But the other thing we see is, is this, is that we see um, Jacob dressing up and trying to be something he's not. Um, and, and I think even for you and for me as adults, um, there, there's something in that. How often we try to dress up and, and how often we try to pretend that we're something that we're not so we can get approval, um, so we can get blessing, um, so we can get the things that, that, that we long for. It's not just little kids. It's, it's you and me as well. I heard one time, and I thought it was great. I can't even remember who said it, but it was a... Um, it was a it was a description of you know basically uh, status and materialism and so forth and it and it and it, and it said this it's um, basically status is this it's, it's spending it's spending money we don't have on things we don't want to impress people we don't like um, spending money we don't have on things we don't want to impress people we don't we don't like um, and so you know Jacob he's 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 trying he's he's oh, you know he's he's hungry for meaning. And he's hungry for blessing, and he's and he's desirous of approval, and he's trying to steal it, uh, and he's trying to dress up as something that he's not in, in order to get it. Uh, and now we see that he's on the that he's on the run. And here's a here's a crazy thing, um, which which takes place. So you, Jacob's ladder. What do you think about when you think about Jacob's ladder? And actually, I've, you know, a lot of the commentaries basically say it'd be better. Um, Translated as, as basically stairway to heaven or, or Jacob's ramp um, or Jacob's uh, staircase. And I'll flesh that out just in a little bit. And in just a minute, that's not just a Led Zeppelin, um, you know, thing there. But, um, yeah, let me just pause. When, when you think about uh, Jacob's ladder, what do you think about? Anybody remember what happens there? Exactly. Yeah, this 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 tremendous vision of of angels uh, ascending uh, and and descending from that place. Um, uh, thank you, Brian. Anything else? Really hard pillow. Yeah, ex exactly. Lousy pillow. You know, you think exactly. Yeah, there's actually there's there's uh, as you might guess, um, you know, and, and maybe they're reading into it, but I, I don't think so. Some of the various commentaries I've uh, been reading on this. So one of the things we see is that, all right, so Jacob, he's deceitful, he's, he's lied, he's stolen the blessing, uh, and now he's on the run. Uh, and uh, he's, one of the things it says, yeah, he, as, he, as he stops and as he sleeps, he uses a stone for his pillow. And, and what that tells us is he's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, he, the place doesn't even have a name. He's, one, he's out in the middle of nowhere. Two, he's penniless. He doesn't, because if, if you're using the... You're pretty hard up when you're using a stone for a pillow. It means you don't even, you're out there in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing else to put your head on. You don't have a, you don't have a pack. Um, you don't have an extra cloak. I mean, you know, if, if you had anything, anything else at all, you'd be using that as your pillow. He's, he's got nothing. Uh, he, Jacob has nothing at this point. He has nothing. Um, he's in the middle uh, of, of nowhere. And amazingly, and here's the other thing, uh, amazingly, God appears to him uh, in that in that place, and one of the things that we've seen again and again and again in Genesis is the. And I think this is something that can bring real hope to yours and my life as well. 
God's ability to bring life out of barrenness. Uh, we see it with Sarah. Um, she was barren. She was past the age of having children. She was at a point where she should have no hope. And God said, you know what? You're not barren. Uh, I'm going to bring life. Uh, and I'm not only going to bring life from you, but I'm going to give life to you. Uh, again, with Rebecca, um, barren. No, you're, you're, you're not, you're not barren. Uh, I'm going to bring life from you and I'm going to bring, and I'm going to give life to you. And so here we, we, we see Jacob and he's, he's in a place which is barren. Um, he's, he's in no man's land with no resources of his own. And here's the other great thing. And this is, this is, <laughs> this is the wonderful scandal of grace. If there's someone that doesn't deserve an appearance of God, uh, it's, it's Jacob, for goodness sakes. And, and God appears to him. Uh, and here in the middle of nowhere, uh, with, with nothing to his name, God wonderfully, uh, and, and powerfully, uh, appears, uh, to Jacob. I mean, does he deserve it? You know, absolutely not. And we ask ourselves, why in the world, why in the world um, would God do that? And you can agree or disagree with this interpretation, but I, but I believe, uh, I believe it's this um, to reveal that it's strictly by God's grace, uh, and and that's word uh, that should be a word of tremendous encouragement to you and to me. God, God appears to Jacob not because he deserves it, for goodness sakes. I mean, he 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 doesn't. Um, he doesn't deserve it, but he also um, reveals to him to show us the way by which um, you and I will find salvation. You and I will find hope. And here's the here's the thing as well. It, uh, why the ladder is not a good translation is this: uh, a ladder is something that basically we make our way up a ladder, right? You you know you, you you climb up the ladder, and basically world religions for the most part are ladders. They're saying, look, you follow these steps, and if you follow these steps, and if you do these things. You can make your way up toward God. Um, you know, step by step, you're gonna you're gonna advance toward God. You're gonna advance into um, a higher consciousness. You're gonna make your way up. Well, what this reveals to us is God makes His way to us. Uh, we don't make our way um, to God. And in fact, um, the apparently the Hebrew word uh, which describes this basically ramp is is similar to what would have been found, for instance, in a ziggurat, which is what the people built, and that the Tower of Babel, basically, they're building a ziggurat, building a, a tower up to God, basically saying we're going to be able to ascend up to God uh, and meet with God there. And uh, but also that, but that Hebrew word used um, for this this stairway, this ramp, is the word which is used apparently when describing when cities would be sieged and they build this ramp so they could go up and over um, the wall. And I. Maybe totally wrong on this one, but I, but I think there, it's kind of an interesting thought to think, you know, this is basically God's continued siege of Jacob. <laughs> this is the mean by which God, because basically eventually as we see, as we follow on the story, thanks be to God, God's going to wear Jacob down. Uh, and, and here's, and here's the thing for, for whether it be for Jacob or for, for you and for me as well. Typically the way that we enter into the kingdom is not by comfort. Um, we, we typically enter into the kingdom by hardship. Um, basically after we, fought God and fought God and fought God. He finally um, wears us down. We're typically basically wrestled in rather than comforted in. Uh, and so Jacob, undeserving. Jacob in the middle of nowhere. Um, God uh, appears to him and, and, th- and he says this. And he says, you know what? I'm going to be, I will be with you. He said, I will be, um, I will be with you. Uh, and, and again, talk about something he doesn't deserve. God to reveal himself to him, God to make his way down to him, because there's no way Jacob can make his way up to God through stealing blessings or pretending to be someone he's not. There's no way you and I can make our way up to God. 
by doing any of those things. God makes his way down um, to Jacob and he says those undeserved words, you know, I'm, I'm going to be with you. And if you think about it, those words, those are the words for Emmanuel. Those are the words spoken about uh, about Jesus, um, that, that, that God will make his dwelling uh, among us, um, that he will come down to us and make his dwelling among us. Uh, I think we see uh, undeniably um, coming forth this message of how God's going to bring about our salvation. It's through his grace. Uh, it's through his making his way down to you and to me, our uh, undeservedly receiving um, the gift. But here's the funny thing, too, is Jacob uh, and all of this, so God promises um, that he'll be with him. And we hear that, that Jacob, his, his, his broken heart, his stony heart, begins to be softened a little bit, but he's still Jacob um, because he says to God this. He says, you know what, uh, that, that's, that's awesome, and, and, I will, and I will believe you if. Um, I believe you if you do this. You know, again, like he could bargain with God, but he's still saying, all right, God, I, I, I believe you, and I'll, and I'll walk with you, um, and I'll be faithful to you if. Um, and so he has strings, and he has, uh, and he has uh, conditions. Um, there's the joke, the story about the grandmother who's walking along the seashore with their grandson. Um, wave comes and crashes over them and sucks her grandson out to sea, and she reaches up her hand and he shakes, she shakes her hand in heaven and says, you know, you took my grandson. And a wave comes and crashes over and her son is there again. And uh, she looks up and she said, he had a hat. Um, so it's kind of one of those. God says, I'm going to be with you. Um, and Jacob says, well, that's great, but, um, uh, you know, I've, I've got some. What does he think he can do? He can bargain. Um, I mean, what what ground? It's so bold. Um, I don't know if we'd call it comical or sad or, 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 or what, but there it is. And, of course, he travels and he goes um, to his relatives, some to Laban. And this is kind of funny because he finds in Laban someone like himself. And if you remember, uh, if you remember, uh, Laban comes to him one day and says, basically, you know, even though you're my relative, you shouldn't work for nothing. Um, you know what? Let's 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 talk. Let's talk terms here. Uh, and, and Jacob says to him this, we're told um, that Laban had two daughters, uh, Leah, uh, and, and we're told about Leah that, that her sight was poor. Um, and you, you tend to think, well, all right. So, um, but there's actually a lot more to it. And, and we hear that Leah and, and Rachel, but Rachel was the one. Um, Jacob was head over heels um, for Rachel. And we see that he's so head over heels. I mean, Jacob's, you know, he's a schemer. He's a conniver. As I say, I, I would like Esau a lot more than I would like Jacob. If you said, Craig, who do you want to hang out with? I'd say Esau all day, every day. Jacob, I'm always looking over my shoulder. He's always got an angle. Where is he coming from? You know, is he going to stick me with the knife? Is he going to cheat me? Is he, you know, Esau. Esau all day, uh, every day. Um but we hear that Jacob is so head over heels, and we're told basically what it, what we're told is this: um, Leah's homely and Rachel is hot. Um, is, is basically what what Genesis uh, what Genesis tells us. Uh, and we hear that he is, and he's so head over heels for Rachel. He doesn't even he doesn't even negotiate. I'll work for you seven years um, if I can if I can have uh, if I can have Rachel. And we're told that it that uh, that. Basically, the, the days and the years flew. Um, such was he was so um, head over here. And here's the funny thing is this. Um, Laban is, is crafty, and he doesn't actually say, I'll give you. Um, 
when he when he asks for Rachel, what Laban says is, you know, well, I guess it's probably just as well that that you marry her as opposed to someone else. Well, he never says you can have her. And if you remember, when it comes to the the wedding night, he gives him Leah. And you might say, well, wait a minute, how did you not know um, that this is Leah uh, and uh, instead of Rachel? Well, you know, we can all speculate, but you know, listen, this is pre-electricity. Um, the, the, the bride, the bride was veiled. There was much celebrating, um, uh, that, that went on as part of the marriage feast and he, <laughs> the con artist got, the con artist got caught, got conned on this one. That's, that, that's right. I heard uh, one person say that it's, it's a great, it's, it's a, it's a great line. Um, he, he, he went to bed with Rachel and he woke up with Leah. Um, was what one person said, and we hear that, and 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 Laban says, you know, it's not our custom um, to give the to give the younger um, daughter away before um, the older. And I'll say this because the the bell's ringing. Um, and eventually, if you remember, he he marries he marries both. And um, sadly, this we see the perpetuation. You know, Jacob is he 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 leaves because. Um, he leaves because he has this deep wound, uh, and he's and he's looking. He's he's hungry uh, for for blessing, and he's hungry um, for meaning, and he's hungry for being um, valued. And his father Isaac doesn't even see him. All he sees is Esau, uh, and he, and he ends up doing the same thing um, with uh, with Leah uh, and with Rachel. Um, we're, we're we're told that that basically the same thing that had happened to him, he now does he now does to Leah, uh, and and we hear. Um, that, that Rachel is originally barren, uh, and Leah um, bears him sons. And, and with each son, uh, she gives these sons names that basically say, maybe, maybe now he'll see me. Um, maybe now he'll listen to me. Um, maybe now he'll, he'll recognize me. Maybe now he will appreciate me. Um, just as, as Jacob was pursuing what God alone could bring, we, we see that Leah... In a, in a very, in, in, in many ways, in a very admirable way, is is seeking the same thing. She's see, seeking meaning through uh, bearing sons to her husband. She's seeking meaning and worth through the the notice of and and the approval uh, of her husband. She as well is seeking for something that. Okay, um, it is ten tell yes or is my okay. I was just kind of like. Uh, uh. Well, here's here's what I'm going to do anyway, though, um, because we really um, the 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 uh, let's this is to be continued. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll continue this next week because there's actually um, and here and I'll say this as well, just to some degree by way of preview, we're we're going to get to the amazing thing where where basically Jacob wrestles with God. Um, and and he receives and he receives a new name and of course his new name is is Israel. This name is is given, but uh, a couple of different things. But we'll see, and I won't uh, spoil it now. Once again, God will will reveal Himself, and we'll see the phenomenal, phenomenal grace of God in Jacob's life. But also the phenomenal grace of God that comes to Jacob's life in such a way. That, that not only that same message might travel to you and to me, but also that that same experience might be experienced by you as you and me as well. That same relationship 
might be had by you uh, and by me as, as well. And then unfortunately we'll see um, as well, though the grace and so, though the blessing is there, uh, Jacob uh, and, and, and Rachel and Leah, there'll be the same issue as Joseph, um, the youngest, is, is favored among uh, is favored among all of the brothers. And yet, even in the midst of all of this mess uh, and all of this brokenness, the grace of God and the purposes of God and the redemption and the salvation of God are moving through moving through all of this. That, that ultimately, in the midst of all of that, the, the word is a word of hope um, for, for you and for me. So, it's so unlike me to have the bell toll um, before... So, but I just rather than cheat us of what's available, um, we will continue next time. But until that time, uh, let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that you revealed to us the, the way in, in which you reach and heal the void within Jacob's life with yourself, the way that you give him what uh, he deeply and desperately needs, and the way that you do and desire to do the same for us, most gracious God. Uh, Lord, um, help us to see in our lives uh, the, the things that we're chasing after, our, our Rebecca's or whatever it might be, uh, where we think, if I just had that, then I'd be okay, uh, and then I'd be whole. And we find in that process, once we attain those things, if we do, we're not, uh, and we're still not. Help us, Lord. Um, to hear from you, reveal yourself to us, break into our hearts and our minds and our lives in such a way which we are made whole by you in the way that you alone can. As we go forth, go with us. Lead and guide and direct us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.